there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. I'm going to zoom this in. No, I'm not. I'm going to leave it. It's fine. My eyes are fine. Your eyes are great, Shy. Ooh. It's fine. Okay. Any... Are we recording? Uh-huh. Okay. Any podcast news? Mm. No. I have zero podcast news. Oh, no. That's a lie. Um... <laughs> Apparently all the women, I thought it was only one girl at Travis's work listened to our podcast. Apparently all the women at Travis's work listened to our podcast. And the boss's wife that works there with Travis texted Travis the other day and was like, "Um, I've been listening to your wife's podcast and I listened to the Cancun airport episode setting in the fucking Cancun airport. No, bro. no way. Yes. <laughs> Literally like two weeks after you? Yeah. Yeah, she just was coming back from Cancun. Um, she was like, what the She's fudge? Like, Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It was funny though. So. Oh my gosh. I love it. Hello to all of those girls. Yes. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I just love that we have, that we have, like, Travis has these coworkers and my coworkers Travis listen to. Travis is our biggest hype and man. He fucking tells everybody I about love it. that. And I'm like, bro, we're very selective about our listening group. I don't need you just telling everybody. <laughs> I love it. No, be our hype man. Like, no, I love it. I'm the- about to make him a t-shirt so he can just wear it. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. If you make him a t-shirt, you by God better make me one. We'll all three have t-shirts. Yes. We already got our tumblers. We need t-shirts now. I'm into it. I'm going to do it. It was funny, though. Okay, Shan, we're going to see how far we get with this one today. Okay. There's a lot. Okay. And so this might be a two-parter. I've never, I've not done a two-parter. I'm here for all of it. Yet. But I feel like... This story is going to bring a lot of questions, maybe bring a lot of um, discussion. <clears throat> so we'll see. There's a lot here. We may be able to get it done in an hour. I don't know. I support you on your journey, and I'm here for whatever you need. Okay. Because I know you're good at asking questions. I'm trying to not ask questions in a manner that makes it feel like you can't tell me the whole story. You can't get through the whole story I'm like, like hold please. Fucking question. I'm not to that part yet, Shan. (laughs) You're so excited. You're like, but what about this? And I'm like, I have it all mapped out. How I want to tell my story. (sighs) It's fine. It's okay. Go get them. Okay, so we are going to discuss the serial killer, William Reese. Do you know this? No. Oh, my God. I ran across it, um, I believe, on KFOR the other day on their website, and I was like, what is this about? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Texas True Crime on Hulu Okay. did an episode over this guy. Okay. It was an hour and 16 minutes long. He... He had victims in both Oklahoma and Texas. I'm fucking watching that tonight when I get home from softball. This is the one when I texted you and said, this has got my goat. I got to take a break. Oh. I had to take a break from it. Then it will be up my entire alley. Yes. Okay. Like. Because that's how I feel about aliens and hauntings. Oh, man. I just. (laughs) I just couldn't. But I'll tell you at the end why I. I really think this got to me so bad. I'll tell you at the end, but you might be able to figure it out while we're discussing. But so the majority of this story comes from Texas True Crime on Hulu, also the Oxygen Network and KFOR. 
because nah, we'll just get into it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any more because, because, okay. okay. So we'll just start out with what we know as William Reese's first conviction in 1986 was for raping two OU students. Okay. Okay. He was sentenced to 25 years in 86. Probably only served four. He served nine and a half. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So he's back out in 95. Back out at it. Mm Mm-hmm. So when he got out, he was able to find construction work. He was shoeing horses. He was traveling for all the different, any type of blue collar stuff you could find. Sure. Okay. Which took him back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas. Okay. 95, 96. He was released in 96. So it was kind of in that. He had served nine and a half years since in 86, got out in 96. Gotcha. Okay. We're going to start with um, Laura Smithers. Okay. Okay. She was from Friendswood, Texas. On 9 a.m., April 3rd, 1997, little Laura, at the age of 12, decided she wanted to go on a jog around her neighborhood. Okay. Something she didn't usually do. She usually rode her bike alongside her dad when he went for jogs. Okay. But she had just been accepted. At the age of 12, to the Houston Ballet Academy. This is in Houston. This is a like a suburb. Suburb of, of Houston, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So she was trying out cardio to see if it would help. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Queen, I feel like ballet is enough, but that's, I mean, shit. Yeah, but this is the Houston Ballet Academy at 12 years of age. Like, she's really wanting so to bring it. So she was probably a little bit more mature than her oh, peers yeah. at 12. Oh, 100%. She disappears on this job. Never comes back. Her parents immediately, as soon as she's not back within an hour, like, no, nope, this is not her. This does not happen. Call the cops. Okay? Yeah. So they estimated around 6,000 people showed up to search for her. Shit. In that Houston area. Wow. Within days, it was considered an abduction. She was not a runaway. She was, it was kidnapping. Like, she's gone. Yeah. Okay. At this point, the FBI gets involved as well as the National Guard to search for her. Damn. Yes. This was a big deal. So, within a few weeks, a couple of weeks, while at a town hall meeting for an update on how the investigation is going, there's all these people. The parents are there. All these people. Authorities receive a page. Because back then they had pagers, right? This was 97. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I absolutely forgot about pagers. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Pagers. I absolutely forgot that mm-hmm. we that was a real thing. Yeah. So what it was, what they found out was a man while walking his dog along a retention pond uh. in Pasadena, Texas, about 12 miles away, okay. discovered the remains of Laura. They discovered a body. Months later. No, this was 17 days later. Oh, okay. A couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, a couple of weeks later. So, officials begin questioning people in the area. Like, did did you see this girl running? Did you notice anything strange? And the overall, like, what kept coming up was, yeah, we saw this guy in this truck. And... They would later find out that this man was, at the time, 38-year-old William Reese, a registered sex offender. I had to look up, because, like, this was in 97. Uh-huh. When did sex offender registry start? 
Because I wasn't, I don't think it was long before that. It was 1989. Okay. So he was in prison for rape. So he got put on the sex offender list. Okay. Okay. So he had just been released, like I said, (laughs) from that Oklahoma prison for the rape of that, those OU college students that previous year. Okay. Okay. So he's on their radar. Yeah. They're just trying to link him back. Like, how? Yeah. How are they doing this, right? In July, July 15th, Kelly Ann Cox of Denton, Texas. That's by Dallas. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Took a trip to the Denton jail with her criminology class. She was 20 years old. Um, her class was at the University of North Texas, took a trip to this Denton jail for a tour. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to say that. Um, Kelly also had a 19 month old daughter. Okay. Before the trip, the teacher said, look, you can't take anything in with you. Nothing. You got a key to your car. Um, it needs to go in a hideaway key. Or you need to have someone drop you off. You need to br- bring a taxi. Like, nothing goes into this jail. Right. With, on your person. Right. Right. So, Kelly, Anne, and her boyfriend at the time decided on the hide a key. Okay. So, they get done with the tour. Kelly leaves, walks to her car, grabs the hide a key. Hide a key doesn't work in her car. She's like, the hell this isn't it's not working like the key that she left in the hide key doesn't work correct for her car correct yeah and her mom was like they tried it the night before they left like the night before she was to go they tried this key the spare key and it worked fine mm-hmm yeah okay so kelly's boyfriend Receives a call from Kelly saying, hey, my key's not working. Can you come get me? She had called him from a payphone at a gas station across the street. By the time he got there, like 10 minutes, Kelly was gone. What? She was gone. Broad and daylight. No one saw where she... Nope. Not a thing. Car was still there. Gone. Yep. I have so many questions. Okay. Yeah. And this is 97? This is 97. Nobody had fucking surveillance cameras or anything on a convenience store? Apparently not. Not in Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So, Kelly's body wasn't found. Never has been? Oh, Hold sorry. 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 It sorry. has yet to have been found. Laura was found within days, right? Right. Kelly's had yet to be found. Like, whatever. They then um, knew that William Reese was traveling back and forth to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Would go through Denton. Mm -hmm. And he went on the radar. Okay. So, he's on this radar. They're like, how? Does he not have a fucking parole officer? This Sorry, is what, this, this was is my whole question, but no. I'm like, if you're mm-hmm. out before your 25-year sentence, you got paroled. You didn't just get set free. You got paroled. You're on the fucking sex offender registry. Where's your goddamn parole officer? Right. Why are they not able to call Oklahoma Department of Corrections and say, hey, where the fuck is this guy right now? Right. Yeah. This was the one thing that they never brought up in this Texas true crime. I was like, but how? What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, later, I believe it was September of 97. I didn't put that down. Oh, for the love. Sorry, guys. So, later, um, 97, I'm going to say around September, Tiffany Johnston of Anadarko, Oklahoma, 19 years old, a newlywed, who her and her new husband had just moved to Bethany, Oklahoma. 
Okay. Okay. Tiffany and her husband, Ryan, decide to meet up to celebrate their three-month anniversary after work. Tiffany stops at a Bethany car wash. She never returned home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So when she didn't return home to go on the three-month date with her husband, he goes out looking. Right. And, like, calls the cops and then goes looking for him. Um, Her car was found abandoned at the car wash. All her belongings were in her car. The doors were all open. The floor mats were hanging up to be washed. Tiffany was not there. How the fuck are these women going missing in broad daylight? daylight. Broad daylight. And no one sees shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Tiffany's parents receive a phone call around midnight to see if Tiffany was the, was the, excuse me, was with them because of this abandoned car. And they were like, um, no. Yeah. Why the fuck would she be here? She's not here. She would be in her car. Yeah. Around 3 p.m. that following afternoon. Mm Mm-hmm. Her parents received another phone call from the police asking if Tiffany maybe had any birthmarks or tattoos or, you know, identifying marks or jewelry that they knew of that would help identify her. Okay. They did tell the police officer of her birthmark that she had and that her belly button was pierced. Okay. Okay. The... Police officer responds with, I don't think this is her, um, but the interviews with her mom, she was like, I knew. I knew it was her. I just knew. And how how long after that was it? Like 48 hours? The very next day after she went missing. They were already calling and saying we have, essentially, we have a body here and we want to see if it's her. Yes. Yeah. So basically... Um, they had went out to search for another missing woman, mm-hmm. um, and they did, in fact, find Tiffany, and they called her parents and said, yes, this actually, it was Tiffany. Like, why would you lie to the first place? That's the part that got me. I was like, just don't say anything. Like, don't lie to them and say this isn't her. But from her mom's account was they were like, that's not her. There was another mem- woman missing at the same time? Yep. From the same area? No. Okay. So they were looking, get this. They were looking for a missing woman near Yukon, Oklahoma. Uh Uh-huh. And found Tiffany. She was in a ditch off I-40 near Yukon, 10 miles from the car wash. Okay. Okay. So they were looking for a Yukon woman. Yukon police was probably looking for her and found Tiffany. Who were they looking for? I never said. I don't know. Interesting. You're okay. going gonna to have to look to yeah, into that, Shan. Oh, sorry. Oh. I touched the whole thing. <clears throat> we're going to have all the bumping on the table. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. So. In August. Mm-hmm. August 17th of 97. Okay. So I might. Okay. So Tiffany, I don't know when she disappeared, but Tiffany was in between. The girl from Houston and the girl from Denton. She was after. She disappeared after Kellyanne Cox from Denton. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're going to. Then go to August 17th of 97. Mm-hmm. Jessica Kane um, of Lamarck, Texas, which I believe also is a Houston suburb. Okay. 17 years old, was attending a theater cast party at a Bennigan's. Oh, shit. Remember Bennigan's? Uh-huh. Oh, yep. fuck. Yep. Okay. After performing in a production of Oklahoma... At the Harbor Playhouse Community Theater. Oh. She was literally a week away from going to college. 
her bedroom was completely packed. Her parents were going to drive her that following weekend to college. Yeah. Yes. Gross. She never showed up the next morning. Or, excuse me, that's not right. When her mother awoke the next morning and went to check in on her, she was not there. Okay. She was like, this is not my daughter. My daughter doesn't do this. And she panics, right? Sure. And starts calling the police, calling her friends. Her father goes out to look for her and finds Jessica's pickup truck abandoned alongside the highway there in Lamarck. Again, all of her belongings were still inside. Was this dude fucking with people's cars? I think so. Like tampering with their vehicles? I think so. And I'll, yeah, I'll tell you why here in a second. Again, this is Houston suburb. Mm -hmm. Large amounts of people come to search, including Laura Smither's parents. Okay. Okay. However, they could not find Jessica at the time. Okay. So, later on, I think towards the end of 97, maybe 98, Sandra Saypaw, 19 years old, they did not tell me which city she was in, was abducted outside a Waffle House but was able to escape from her kidnapper's truck. Oh. Okay. After he told her to start removing her clothes while they were going down the interstate, uh-huh. she bends over to untie her shoes and notices that the, the door was unlocked. Uh-huh. So she decides to jump. Fuck yes. Yes. The kidnapper was able to grab her and she was dragged. Oh, hell. For a distance. Oh, hell to the no. But he finally let go of her and took off. So what kind of truck was it? Are we talking about a semi-truck? We're talking about a pickup truck. truck. And it was a very large pickup. It was a white Ford four-door dually. It was a very recognizable truck. Okay. Okay? This was not long after Jessica's disappearance at all. Like, This dude was hunting yes he was gross yes he was yeah um so let's enter in officer sue dietrich nance okay Okay? she's now retired Uh at the time she was just a police officer but she was certified in um hypnotherapy oh no okay okay but wait, hold on. Sandra was having difficulty remembering the kidnapping. She had, her brain had shut down. I mean, she went into complete blockage. And since she was a certified hypnotist, they were going to see if that would help. Now, we both know that now, nowadays, hypnosis is, can yeah. almost get your whole trial thrown out. Yeah. Or can, I think, in some cases, didn't it? Yeah. Well, under hypnosis, though, Sandra, uh, excuse me, Sandra was able to give finite details of Reese's truck. Okay. Down to um, post-it notes with numbers on his um, his glove box dashboard. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. Again, this is the end of 97. Mm-hmm. So this all happened starting in April of 97. Right. Now we're towards the end of 97. And he got released in early 97. Early 96. Early or, 96. Mm, yeah, mid-96-ish. Okay. Yeah. She also, under hypnosis, stated that when she pulled up to the Waffle House, a man pulled up next to her and told her she had a flat tire. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then at some point, she was forced into his truck at knife point. Yep. Okay. They brought in Reese. She was able to pick him out in a lineup. Mm-hmm. 
They searched his vehicle, mm-hmm. brought his vehicle in. Every finite detail that she went through in hypnosis, they found in his truck. Also, her fingerprints. Like, right. evidence in his truck of her being in that truck. Right. Right. So, he's in jail. Okay? Um, they went to court. Sandra was able to testify as well as Officer Nance. Both of them were able to testify. He was found guilty of attempted kidnapping and was sentenced to 60 years. Okay. This was in 97. Okay. Okay. So he's in prison now. This attempted kidnapping. They're like, cool, we got this guy. But all of these four girls, Mm -hmm. they have no, two of them are still missing, Mm -hmm. right? Um, The other's bodies were found. But they, they were certain as parents that this guy did it, right? So they were able to, in his truck, he was, I want to call it like an OCD type of thing. He kept every receipt from every <laughs> ga- gas station <laughs> he went to, okay. every restaurant he went to. Uh-huh. Guess where all of those, they all had dates, they all had yeah. times, they all had... In all of the places that these all girls of, were abducted. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. Every one of them. Right? I guarantee, like, if he didn't keep physical trophies from the victims, those were his physical trophies. Mm-hmm. From yeah. his um, times that he was in certain places. Yeah. Yes. So, years go by, Shanna. Years. He's sitting in jail for, re- or, you know, Kidnapping and attempted rape. Mm-hmm. Years. Okay? So we're going to fast forward to 2012. Okay. Kathy Dobry. She is, she was Tiffany Johnston's mother. Okay. Okay? Calls the new director at the OSBI. And he, she, when they interviewed her, she said that he stated, I've been waiting on you and I have just the agent to take your case. No shade uh-huh. at all. I know. But why are you waiting on me? I don't know. Like, you have... Uh, you have yeah. the case file. Yeah. Why are you waiting on me to call yes. you to do stuff? She said she called them every year that he was in prison for this attempted rape. Like, what are you guys doing? And then she finally, they got a new director, and he was like, I've been waiting on this call. Probably because she called every year. And he thought he was giving her some good news. She was like... If I would have been that mom, I would have been like, bitch, don't give me that answer. Like, you should have been working on this yeah, the minute you walked in the door. Fuck yourself. Like, I'm, why? Mm. Why do you need me to push this along? Right. Do what you got to do. Right. Anyways. I just, that's what I will never understand about some of these agencies. And no shade, because they are all understaffed and they are all underpaid. I fucking get it. Mm-hmm. But... Why are you waiting for family members to call you or anyone to give a shit about this case before you're willing to do any work on the fucking case? Right. Why? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how these departments are run. I don't know what their hierarchy of importance is. Like, it's just, I mean, we can. Unfortunate that the squeaky wheel is the only one that gets the grease. Because there are some families that literally think that police are just working on their cases for 30 years. Mm-mm. And they didn't know that that case has been pulled up. since three months after it was reported. You know? Yeah, yeah. They don't know that. Because they don't fucking call all of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was put in a box in a storage facility. Yeah. Yeah. So, they bring in um, Detective Lynn Williams. The OSBI? Okay. Yes. So Lynn literally starts from scratch. Like, he goes back to the husband. He starts looking at all of her ex-friends. Like, base level, start from scratch investigation. Yeah. The only thing that brought Reese into the investigation for him... hmm Excuse me, I have to take a drink. Was that during an interview for the, for the rape case of Sandra... 
Reese himself brought up that Oklahoma was trying to tie him to the, listen, Tiffany Dobry case. Okay? But that wasn't her name at the time. Right. Because that wasn't her name at the time, the investigators were like, we don't have a Tiffany Dobry case. So they were like, well, I don't know what he's talking about. He's just, you know, spewing lies, whatever. They finally did a little digging and they were like, holy crap, her maiden name is Dobry. You're talking about the Tiffany Johnston case. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, gosh. Okay. Now, if you notice, he called her by her maiden name. Yep. How did he know that? You might ask, Shan, ask me that. How did he know that, Shy? Thank you, Shan. <laughs> His mother did the ironing for Kathy Dobry. Fuck off. His mother introduced him to Kathy Dobry after he was released from prison in 1996. Fuck off. As far as Kathy knows, he never met Tiffany, but he was at their house and had, she had family pictures. So she was like, that's the, like, he may have, mm -hmm, he may have recognized her at some point and maybe saw her again. This is, this is a hunter mentality. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this works, but that's where her mom is trying to. Pull this together. Like, how could he have her maiden name? How did he know this? mm, It was. Yep. She, um, poor Kathy did say in her her interview that she never asked why he was in prison. They did like, well, they were forthcoming with him being just released from prison. But back then it was probably rude. rude. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And they never offered what he was in prison for, just that he got out on a technicality. And also, if your son was a fucking rapist piece of shit, Mm -hmm. why would your mom be introducing him all around town? You know? And she was in denial. She was going up that river. Gross. Yeah. So, Lynn then decides to see what, if any, DNA specimens they collected from Tiffany's case in 97. Yeah. And if it was still existing. Yeah. Well, by golly, they had some. I would hope so if they found her body within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, for yes. Christ's sake. Yes. But 97, was that a big DNA thing oh, in 97? Yeah. yeah it we was? Were, we were doing DNA. Okay. Then, yeah. okay. They prosecuted the first DNA case in... 88 in the UK. That's right. And then from there. I just kind of, but in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. CSI started coming out in like 99. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were processing scenes appropriately and stuff by then, I would think. Well. Especially like Yukon, Bethany, Oklahoma City. Yeah. You know. I mean, appropriately, that's a little, that's a little great. They did it better than uh, Henrietta. Tell you that. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, this wonderful DNA was totally William Reese's Duh. DNA found on her body. So, they got him. They got him on that, right? Sure. They're just stacking charges at this yep. point. Yep. Yep. So, the OSB then finds out that he's still the prime suspect for all of these deaths in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so they reach out to the Texas officials, Texas Rangers, whatever, um, and they decide to open up these cases again. So was he, at this point in time, was he in prison in Texas or was he in prison in Oklahoma? He was in prison in Texas. So they're the ones that had access to, like, the receipts and everything from his vehicle mm-hmm. was whoever that department was. Yep. And then he was in Texas DOC mm-hmm. at the time. Yes. And Oklahoma's filing charges for Tiffany. Yes. And then, okay. Yes. So they were able to pull all of this stuff from this rape, right? Um, they bring up 
the phone records. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not like now where you get a hold of AT&T and they give you your cell phone records, right? So right. back then, we had these fun little things called phone cards. Um, Do you remember those? I never had to use one. Like, okay. I can probably list on three fingers the amount of times that I had to use a phone card. Yeah, I did. I used them a lot. Oh. Because that was, like, my first year of college. Ugh. So, for... Everyone out there that's never heard of a phone card. A calling card. It's, yeah, you type in a number and it gets you, you're able to make a long distance call without having any chargers incurred. Right. Each phone, each calling card has, has like minutes. 30 minutes on it, let's say. Yep. And then you call and then you put the boop, 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 the, mm-hmm. the pin number or whatever yep. in, and then it deducts the minutes off of your phone card every time. Yep. Well, the funny thing about these phone cards is they keep a um, record of where these calls come from. And let me guess, this OCD motherfucker kept every phone card he ever used in life. Um, They were able to actually, so you could get phone cards through your phone carrier. So all they had to do was pull up his phone. Was he using it with a cell phone? No, he was using it at pay phones. Oh. But you're able to, at the time... Um, your phone, you could load it onto your phone card. Your phone carrier, AT&T, let's say, uh-huh. would keep a record for, uh, on your account every place you made a phone call. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So this would, this tied him to the literal gas station that um, one of the girls disappeared from. The girl in Denton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Kellyanne. Okay. And it would show him traveling to Oklahoma the day before Tiffany was abducted and then traveling back to Texas the day after. This motherfucking fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every call that you made, it was tracked. So in September of 2015... Reese was charged officially. Uh-huh. So remember in 2012, like Kathy reached out. Um, in 2015, he was officially charged with kidnapping and murder of Tiffany Johnston. Okay. 2015. Yeah. As soon as he was charged with Tiffany's murder and said, hey, we've got the DNA on you. He's like, oh, shit. Like, more than likely left DNA on them, these other ones. Yep. Um, he started talking. At that point, he knows he's going away for the rest of his life. I mean, Mm -hmm. his 60-year rape and kidnapping, or kidnapping and attempted rape, that 60-year sentence would have been close-ish to a life sentence for him. Mm -hmm. He knows he's already, I mean, if they've got DNA, he knows he's fucked. Right. He's going to prison for the rest of his life. Right. He's probably thinking, Oklahoma has... The death chamber. Yep. Let me, let me give you some information and they'll give me life in prison so I don't have to, so they don't bring the death penalty to the table. Right on the nose, Shan. That is exactly what he did. He's a savvy enough felon to know when he's, when he's caught and they all know how to work a deal. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He literally started talking in hopes of making a deal to avoid the death penalty. Yep. Um, at one point they did say, we're going to try, you know, we're going to try everything we can, Mr. Reese, to make sure that you can just spend your life in prison. (laughs) Like we're going to try. Okay. They didn't try. No, of course they didn't. Um, (laughs) go fuck yourself. If you don't have anything in writing from a DA. Yeah. He asked for, so... Oh, nope. I'm, I can't. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Nope. We're staying on. Staying on Go track. Ahead, Go okay. ahead, Shai. Go ahead, So one of the Texas Rangers um, would interview Reese concerning these missing and murdered girls, and he would finally acknowledge that he was, in fact, the person that kidnapped and killed them. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the stipulations was that if he told them where the bodies that hadn't been found were located, they would take the death penalty off. That's when their response was like, we're going to try our best to get you the best deal possible. 
Like we're gonna try. In Texas or Oklahoma? Because you have Oklahoma. I mean, you've got you've got two massive death penalty states there, Mm -hmm. and you have three three uh, deaths in Texas and one in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yep. So, I mean, shit. Texas doesn't fuck around. They put you on a fast track to the death chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now, yeah, he's trying to not get the death penalty in Oklahoma for Tiffany's. So he's like, um, I'll tell you where these bodies are if you don't don't let them give me the death penalty in Oklahoma. They're like, mm, let's see what we can do. <clears throat> so they soon go on a um, little field trip to where Reese says he buried Kelly Cox's body. Right. Right. Unfortunately, days went by, and, and they, they found nothing. Anything. And at this point, a lot of the officials were like, man, this guy's pulling our chain. Like, they were getting super upset. But burying wasn't <clears throat> his M.O., though, right? No, he usually just ditched them. Mm. Okay, go ahead. Just wait. Sorry. I got more. Sorry, 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 sorry. I got more. <laughs> How are we sorry. looking on time? We're fine. Okay. So, at this point... Reese is even getting upset. Like, mm-hmm. he was, in the interview, though, he was vi- visibly upset that they weren't finding anything. And I'm like, yeah, that could have been him, just him manipulating you, whatever. He's like, well, let me take you to this other girl's body, then. Jessica Kane's body. She's, Where was she from? She was the one from Lamarck, the um, theater. Which is outside of Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they're going from North Texas to... <clears throat> The Texas coast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. So, on March 16th, 2016, they did find Jessica Kane's body right where he said it was. Actually, he was a little, he was a little confused on the part of this field he buried her in. And so, they tried another area and they found her within a couple of days. Okay. Was she buried... Or was it just her remains? No, she was buried. No, I mean, it was her remains, but she was buried. Weird. Yes. So, within, I think, a few days, maybe a couple weeks after starting that excavation and in that same area, they found the remains of Kelly Cox. In the same field? Yep. Fuck off. Mm Mm-mm. So why? I don't know why he did it. I don't know why, if he was confusing himself or if he was just really, he was playing games with them, more than likely. That's what serial killers do. But they did find her remains. And they were able to identify her remains with, by a bracelet she was wearing still. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Her mom, so they interviewed all of these families for the Texas true crime, who, by the way, did an amazing job on this story. Uh-huh. There was a whole section. So one of the investigators who was very, he was very close to Reese because he was trying to make sure he could get Reese to talk. Okay. So instead of like using this very like, we know you did it, blah, blah, blah. He was just very much. He was like building rapport. Yeah. And he's trying to build this relationship. And all that bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of his way of getting in right with these yeah. killers. They went in to a whole section. You know how big we are on mental health. Like there was a whole section of this episode where they're like. This investigator is, I have a therapist. I have an amazing therapist who keeps me on track. The daughter that was 19 months old at the time, who's now in her 20s, I met therapy. Therapy is what's getting me through. Like, they were very much making it a very open discussion on, we weren't letting this take us, but we're not going to shove it down, deep down. Right. Right. We're going to get help for this terrible Injustice that was done. Right. And it was, it just really, <clears throat> it just really went well. I Like, I took this well. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't see very many shows that do that. Yeah. Right? It's usually, I, I went to church and I talked to God about it, that type of thing. This was like, 
no, this was, I went to a therapist. Yeah. I got help. Yeah. So, anyway, tangent done. Here we go. Um, when interviewed about all these victims, mm-hmm. there's hours of interview with this guy. Oh, I'm sure he loved to hear himself talk. He did. Yeah. Yeah. There was always something one of these girls did to set him off. Yep. Or he was drunk. Yep. But never admitted to basically hunting these women. Yeah. Because he basically hunted these women. I sort of wonder if there were more that were (laughs) of, like, a transient lifestyle or even, like, sex workers that no one reported. mm -hmm. These investigators, these Texas Rangers, they were all, like... There's no way that these are the only four. Yeah. If he went into prison in 86 for raping two college students. And comes out as a full-blown serial killer. Mm-hmm. There's like, uh, There was some other... I mean, because that's, like, common when people get caught for molesting kids or raping girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. They go into prison, they do their time, and then they realize, I can't leave a victim alive anymore. That's right. So... They do, like, escalate. Yes. But you don't just escalate to taking a girl off the road in broad daylight. You escalate to, like, I'm going to find a sex worker Mm -hmm. and see how it goes. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. Like, that is a hard... I mean, if those truly are his only four victims, that was a rapid escalation. Yeah. Yeah. After getting out of prison. Yeah. But again, he just didn't want to get caught. In one of the interviews, um, they were talking about Kellyanne, mm-hmm. who had just left the Denton jail. Mm-hmm. The inner the um, investigator said, "So with Kellyanne, this was what noontime." And he was like, "Yeah, like she spilled her coke on me and um, just really pissed me off and started yelling at me and calling me names." And so I just grabbed her and. And um, and killed her right there in my truck. And he goes, in broad daylight. And this guy was like, yeah. Reese was like, yeah. And he goes, did you know there's a police station a block away? And he was like, what? Reese goes, what? And he goes, a, a police station is just a block away from there. That's where she was coming from. And he was like, no way, man. Killed her in broad daylight in his truck. That makes no sense. How did he get her in his truck, though? Did he ever say? No. Nope. He said he got her in his truck. I don't know how he got these women. Bullshit. She had already called her boyfriend to come pick her up. She was not looking for a ride. I'm telling, like, he He, physically put her in his truck. Yeah, he definitely forced her in the truck. And then he's saying that she spilled her Coke all over him. And he got pissed off. Like, Mm -hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, like, in the Jessica Kane one, it said they had an altercation outside of Bennigan's and that she followed him and flagged him down on the side of the highway. No. He was at Bennigan's. He saw her because he did have a type. It was women with brunette, long brunette hair. And saw her and followed her. He was like, because the, the investigator was like, um, Bill, uh. She was going south, and you live north. Why were you going south? And he was like, oh, I was heading down to blah, blah, blah. And he was like, why? Yeah. Why Why were you heading south? And he was like, well, I got some work down there. No. 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 Yeah. It was – this – when I was – I just – I was like, I have to take a break because this is – this man was talking like you and I are. Like, none no guilt, no remorse whatsoever. None. And he even told the investigator that when they were out looking for the bodies, he goes, the investigator that's in therapy, he goes, you know, what are you feeling right now that these guys are looking for this, for these bodies? Like, and he goes, man, people like me have no remorse. And I was like, oh, fuck it. He's not wrong. I mean, no, at I least know. he wasn't trying to yeah. play it up, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but also then he'd go into the interview and be like they made me mad he had to have a reason Mm -hmm. because he's not gonna say i'm a monster right now i'm a monster that was looking for a specific girl yes and 
I mean, it's never going to be their fault, right? Correct. Never going to be their fault. Correct. They did something and they just happened to get killed because they infuriated him in some way. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. They got raped because they had it coming. Mm-hmm. They made me mad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's never it's never going to be his fault. Right. No, it wasn't. And any of the interviews was not his. I'd be intrigued to know what other rape victims he has out there because there's no way those two college girls were. Oh, no. His. There were numerous, ones. numerous rape victims that testified at his Oklahoma trial. And they never brought charges or anything on that? Not that I know of. I think they were all there just if they could get him. To for, establish a pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, in 2016, he was indicted for the murders of Laura and Jessica, and then in 2017 was indicted for Kelly's. It would be a few more years, though, before he actually went on trial for Tiffany, because there was always, like, they went through five defense attorneys, numerous judges. Like, there was always something he'd bring something up so to, like, prolong it. Because they know how to play the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. While he was waiting for the trial to start, he became a trustee of sorts at the jail. At what fucking jail? Oklahoma County Jail. Yeah, he was a trustee on the medical floor. Gross. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's fine as long as there's no brunette women on the floor. Yeah, but, I mean, shit. (laughs) Like, every one of these investigators, the guards, all of them were like, he's just, you would talk to him and think he was just your construction buddy. But that's because they know how to... Uh-huh. They know how to interact with people. They know how to mask. And they know how to mirror. Mm-hmm. Oh, you love to hunt and fish? I do, too, yeah. bro. Yeah. I do, too. Never hunted and fished a day in my fucking life. You got one of those, uh, fucking, what kind of gun do you do you shoot? Mm-hmm. What kind of fishing pole do you love? Yeah, yeah. You know? What would you recommend for this type of fish? Yeah. To catch this type of fish? What kind of bait or whatever? Whatever yeah. the fuck. I know nothing about fishing either. So. Same. But they do all that shit. They know how to mirror people and, yeah, you know, they're just fucking snakes. Yeah. Just snakes. Yes. Yeah. But this guy was, for sure. Another case that I looked into of a serial killer, he was also a trustee and was very well respected by his, his um, uh, officers. His correctional officers and everything like that yeah. always had a good recommendation to go out um, to go to community um, community corrections and halfway houses and all kinds of shit. And it's then fucked he would up. Get out and do all kinds of bullshit and go back in. It's fucked up. Yep. Like they're playing you, son. You're working in a you're working in an environment where these people are known to play people. Yeah. And you're not going to be pl- one of those people played because you're what too smart. No, yeah. you're going to get played. Yeah. Like these are criminals, and they don't care about you. No. Ever. No. Especially these serial killers. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. The. Lovely COVID pandemic delayed that trial until May of last year. Okay. Okay. It took three and a half weeks of testimony. Mm-hmm. Numerous victims, like I said, that survived rape by Reese mm-hmm. testified, um, including the ones that put him in prison in 86. All the families of the Texas victims were present and had to set through those video confessions. They didn't have to, but they yeah. did. Right. Yeah. Right. So, it took the jury less than an hour (laughs) to find him guilty. Less than an hour. They're like, yeah, okay, let's wrap this up. Um, August, just this past August of 2021, they did sentence him to death. Okay. Okay. So, cool. We're happy for that. He's death row. I didn't know that on death row, you're pretty much solitary. Yeah. 22 hours a day. Yeah. Well, this guy, he didn't want that. He liked being out and about. He he wanted to have people around. Of course. Uh-huh. So, 
March 9th, a month ago, mm-hmm. they transferred him to Texas for the Texas trials. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even spend hardly any time in solitary. Here in Oklahoma, he is now in the general population in a Texas prison. He still has to serve time, though, for his oh. kidnapping and rape or oh. attempted rape charge, right? right? No, he's like, he was in the Oklahoma jail. I think they... They brought him here for trial, to get ready for trial, for yes. the murder trial. Yes. Because he has a right to participate in his own defense. Mm-hmm. And he can't do that from Texas. Right. Supposedly. But he still has to serve out his time. Yeah. In Texas, right? I don't know. That was that did never get brought up. That's I don't probably know. why he's in general population in Texas he, right now. Well, he's waiting the trials of Yeah. Is he These in other girls. DOC or is he in like a county custody? I don't know. I wonder if they just have him in, like, Texas Department of Corrections custody to it still serve be. his time. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, like, they would have to consider it him serving his time in the Oklahoma County Jail mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And they might be just saying, you know what? We have to let him participate in his own defense. Mm-hmm. So he has to be in Texas. He has to have access to his Texas attorneys. Yeah. Let him participate in Texas, and shit, we can get three death sentences in Texas, too. Right. And then they might just put him on death row in Texas. Yeah. And call it a day. Yeah. So Oklahoma doesn't have to fuck with him anymore. Right. Because it's harder to... It's harder to try to um, overturn three death sentences than one. Right. Right. Yeah. So, who knows? So... So that is where we are at now. Oh, gross. Like, how many years later is this? Since 97? 25? 25 years later. Yeah. This man is finally going on trial for when these When he murders. was on their radar after the first girl got abducted. Yeah. Yes. Like. Yeah. That's where my, I'm, again, no shade. Everybody's understaffed. Everybody's over underpaid. I get it. I have all of the questions. Mm -hmm. If he was on the fucking radar already, Mm -hmm. where's the contact to his probation and parole officer from Oklahoma? Right. Where's the contact from him being like, okay, we have eyeballs on him and we know that he's working in Denton right now or whatever. Yeah. You know, where's all of that? Yeah. Because if you have a little girl getting abducted off the street in the middle of the day, Mm-hmm. 9 a.m. In the Houston suburbs. Yeah. And within <laughs> days or weeks, you're already like, yeah, we're kind of aware of this sex offender from Oklahoma that's like mm-hmm. around and. Yeah. He had been. His MO, you know, or whatever. He had been working a construction job at a, at a um, housing addition just like a mile and a half away from her. Yeah. So. That's right there. Like, come on, let's take you in. We're going to ask you some questions. Well, yeah, that's my whole thing. I'm kind of like, why weren't we? Yeah. And maybe they were. And maybe you can't do shit without having some sort of eyewitness testimony or something. I would hope that at some point they thought, maybe we should bring him in and talk to him. Yeah. And see what he's up to. Yeah. Because maybe they would have been able to get her fingerprints out of his truck. Yeah. And then three other girls didn't have to die. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't save that 12-year-old girl, but at least three other families don't have to lose right. a child. Right. I'm just kind of like, what the fuck yeah. happened there? Yeah. Something yes. went awry. Agreed. Yeah. <sighs> it was sad. But I think, and while I was, you know, researching this and watching this show and, and reading, I was like, these... These women would be my age now. Right. And I'm right. like, they just, he took all and of that. And 12-year-old girl was my age. Yeah. Yep. Shit, Shan. Yeah. Like, they would, you know, they had all of this life ahead of him, and he, mm-hmm. yeah. He was like, he's just a monster, and he, he took everything. Yeah. So... It was it was one I had to take a break from for a hot second because it was pretty um, 
pretty rough. There, that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I'm definitely watching that on Hulu when I get home from softball tonight. Please, it's over an hour. Like it's, and if you need to take a break, like do it because I was like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break, hang out with my kids because it was. No, it wasn't cool. Yeah, like and for them to show the the video confessions and he was just like, no, nah, man, I don't know. Like, I really have never heard of this one before. I hadn't either until I saw that he was transferred to Texas and Kathy Dobry was like, um, I get it that he has to go down there, but here he would have been in solitary and he needs to be in solitary. He needs to have his. He'll go back to solitary when they put away. him on death row in Texas. Yeah. Because they will. Yeah. So. I'm sure. Whew. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a whole hell of a lot, Shy. Wow. I know. But that was really good, though. You did a great job. Thank you. (laughs) If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore okay underscore pod.